time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Gorimore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me today is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Scuba Steve Vasquez. What's up, motherfuckers? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. Hi, you fucks. Today is October 12, 2020, and we got a banger of an episode for you today. But first, you know what time it is. It's time for your slice of life. Scuba Steve, what'd you do? So this past weekend, I did some pretty cool shit. I went on a paranormal investigation to the Martha Chapel Cemetery, and we stayed pretty much all night. It was pretty fucking intense uh, it's one of the most haunted supposedly haunted cemeteries in texas and so we went out there just to uh you know get some stuff down for our investigations and get some videos for later on episodes of somewhat supernatural so it went, it went pretty good man and that that was all i did and then yesterday i was just beat i didn't do anything i stayed in bed all day and <laughs> yeah that was it man that was legit it that's all i did all weekend nice yeah. And then, I mean, of course, Friday, Friday was the debut of Somewhat Supernatural. So that went that went pretty good, I think, you know, uh, got a lot of uh, messages in my inbox saying, you know, that they can't wait for more episodes. So that was pretty it. Chad, what about you? Well, I am back from my little sh- night shift duty. I have my crew more or less trained as where I want them to be. I think uh, I think it'll be working out good. Uh, hopefully we get some more people on there so that they can train the new people and I don't have to worry about that. But aside from work, let's see what else. Uh, uh, this, this is really interesting. This happened a couple of weeks ago. So I happened to notice something on Facebook. So I decided to take a trip down memory lane. Uh, Bobby, look at this here. This is my senior yearbook. Oh. Woo! Oh, so I got to show you guys, you guys are going to get a kick out of this. Let me show you, uh, show you my handsome little face this is me right down here in the corner holy shit look at that guy look at that guy right there and then over here on this page is this charming young lady (laughs) not Uh, my mom not my mom uh, so her name is denise denon and uh yeah that is totally tj's mom (laughs) (laughs) yo nice i agree and then it occurred to me Chad graduated with my mom, my step, and my stepdad. Yep. Nice. <laughs> that, no, wait, 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 wait. Could Chad be your dad? Oh, no. 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 No? no? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't but, know, he says. I don't I'm know. trying to see some similarities here, you know. What do you know, Bobby? <laughs> oh, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I might know something. I can, I know, I I can, know, I can I confirm know. he is not my son. I I no. Never dated any this guy's not more just a show. A Gorn more special of Maury. <laughs> Gory Povich. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But no, aside from that, um a couple weeks ago I got those little have you guys seen the little NECA capsule figures? 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did get the Friday the third, not the Friday, the Halloween two one, and there's a lot of cool stuff. And I did pick up the Child's Play one for Taryn. So TJ, you know, whenever you get a chance, swing by and pick that up. Yes, so sir. I got. Unfortunately, those. one popped open. It's a child. There's a good guy's keychain in it. But there's a lot of cool stuff. Keychains. Um, there's one that's a Michael Myers mask for NECA figures. There's an actual uh, the skull mask for Halloween three. Yes. 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 Mask. I actually, I actually put it on one of my Jason figures. <laughs> I thought that was just the head from one of the NECA figures that you put on it, there. It, it is a head from one of the NECA figures yeah. from the uh, Halloween 3, the little three-pack. Oh, nice. Oh, so it's nice that they included that. That, that um, stays in the box over there. <laughs> <laughs> that shit doesn't leave the box. <laughs> uh-uh. That is a nice set. If I see it, I'll grab it. Are but you- no, aside from that, uh, aside from that, not much. Um, uh, Bobby, how about you, brother? Uh, it was a busy weekend. It was also a chill weekend. Um, I know Scuba Steve, you had a um, you had your thing going on Saturday night. I actually went on a ghost tour in uh, New Hope. Oh, uh, nice Saturday night. It was nice. Me and my girlfriend, her one friend, uh, went, and then I had a couple of my friends with us, and we went. It was nice. It was a little more history though than like ghosts, but it was it was still such a um, such a fun time actually because we like to do that kind of stuff. And then yesterday was a chill day, pretty much. Uh, had dinner here at home, was hanging out with her. And then we also, um, they, uh, one bakery starts making Halloween cakes now. And um, all I got to say is they're fucking good. Sugary, but they're fucking good. John, there's only one way that's happening. Oh, oh, oh I need talking, $20. Talking, Bobby, sorry. I was going to do it for free. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> so, Frankie. But, um, but yeah, that's about it for this weekend. It wasn't a very productive weekend, but it was a, it was a fun weekend. So, but this week I'll continue doing some other stuff and such. Uh, I won't tell you what. You should all know what's going on by Ooh. now. I just I'm just doing it, and when it's time to debut stuff, I'll debut it because there's no shows going on right now. So it's it'll just it's gonna wait a little longer. So I'm taking my sweet ass time with updating anything and everything I certainly can. Awesome. That's about it, boss man. Take it away. What's up? So, as I say every week, I did podcasts here, podcasts there, and podcasts everywhere. Like Scuba mentioned earlier, we debuted Somewhat Supernatural on Friday. Any technical issues that we have, we can now blame on ghosts, so I am free in the clear. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> That's like the it. only benefit of a show there, is uh, just kidding. No, we get to see that handsome face every other week, exclusively on Project Louder's Facebook, YouTube page, and on audio form on spotify itunes working on google because they're bastards and any other any other place that you listen to audio content uh yeah so the funny thing is a little sidebar here with google play they must have switched a platform or some sort of thing where now i have to transfer all the project louder shows and verify every single one of them i think that's because google play got rid of their uh they're getting rid of google play or something they're switching over to something new Oh, I see. It, it, it's shitty because what I have to do is I have to go claim ownership. Then they'll send me a verification code to the assigned email for that. And then I have to go back, find that email, but they don't send it right away. It's delayed as fuck. Sometimes it won't even send. Do you have to and do then, that for every episode? Ev- no, every episode, every podcast. So. Oh, every podcast. Okay. Yeah. Give or, give or take 12 or 14. But like I said, some of them are delayed. So you end up, don't know which codes for which one. And it's just ah, because they all go to the same email. But <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, I did a podcast earlier with uh, Ken Sagos, 
you might know him as Kincaid from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. He's over doing Freddy Fest and a couple of other signings with uh, Project Louder staff, McStrawn. They are just signing away in pandemic life. It's They said it's very interesting to the save the least, but the Mahoning Drive-In super cool. I can't wait to go visit there. I think some Gorehounds have been there before, and I think Cameron Miller is a uh, frequent uh, visitor there as well. Uh, Heather's been there a couple of times, hasn't yes, she? She has. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, uh, watching movies, doing the whole Halloween thing. I watched uh, John Carpenter's Vampires with Taryn yeah. for the first time the other day. Yeah, I and, love that uh, movie. This is going to be a very funny story, but so we watch it. Taryn loves it. She thinks James Woods is like the shit now, right? And that, <laughs> you know that scene where he walk, where he like covers the whole uh, motel and kerosene, and then walks outside. Yep. Uh, when he's starting to walk, Taryn goes, "Blow up, blow up." <laughs> And then as soon as it blows up, she goes, yeah. <laughs> so the movie ends and she looks and she goes, is there a sequel? And I said, oh. I, I think there is. There is. So we look it up on YouTube and it, and it pops up bon jo- John Bon Jovi. Oh, God, that's right. And, and we watch it and Taryn goes, that doesn't look good. Don't waste your money. Do not rent it. And I was like, okay. And she's like, seriously, don't rent it. It, it looks it looks bad. And I was like, okay, Taryn. <laughs> I got like 10 minutes into that, and I said, fuck this. Yeah. I, I think I watched it. I think I watched it all the way through, but it was so long ago. I just remember it being really bad compared to yeah, the first yeah. one. I think the only uh, even connection between Carpenter and that one is it's Tommy Lee Wallace who directed it. And he's a great director, but for some reason, the movies he gets are always the, the weird ones, except for like Halloween 3 and It. And then Vampires 2 was like, really? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was watching a lot of different films recently and then producing a bunch of shows and stuff. But more so about this film, 1998's Deep Rising, that this is a Chad pick. This is the Chadwick's list. This is the last one from his pick of underwater films. Not only is this the last one, this is the one that inspired the whole list to begin with. There we go. It is the... Uh, what do they call it? The coup de gras of uh, <laughs> oh my God. I can tell you what this this is uh, the amalgamation of the last six water themed episodes all sh- jam packed into one and then wrapped in a perfectly shitty CGI bow. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's talk about it. 1998's Deep oh. Rising directed by Steven Summers, who also did The Mummy and Van Helsing. Not a mm-hmm. good reflection on his other work, though. Written by I, Steven I, I Summers. I love The Mummy, though. It's a fun Mummy, movie. Yeah. yeah, I do like the movie. Produced by John Balacci, Mario Iskovich, and Lawrence Mark, starring Treat Williams from Dead Heat with the Phantom as John Finnegan. Famke Jansen from the X-Men film series or House on Haunted Hill. She's also the hot teacher in uh, the faculty. Oh god, yeah, I forgot as, to mention yeah. that. Yep. Oh, so yes. Goldeneye. Yes. Okay. As Trillion St. James, Anthony Heed from Silence of the Lambs as Simon Canton, Kevin J. O'Connor from Lord of Illusions uh or the mummy as Joey Tooch Pintechi. You uh, you can't like his voice and the his, oh it's so great. It's the same Very character in the mummy. Yeah, you like Lord uh is Lord of Illusions just got the 4K release? Is that what I tagged you in the, today? Was it Lord of Illusions? No, that's Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness yeah. that did. Okay. Uh, Wes Tootie from Last Mohicans or Mystery Man as Hanover. Derek O'Connor, Time Bandits End of Days as Captain H.W. Atherton, Jason Fleming as Mulligan, Cliff Curtis as Mamu. How the fuck? Mamuli? Yeah. Mamuli, yeah. Mamuli, yeah. That works. Clifton Powell from Rush Hour as Mason, Trevor Goodard as T Ray, Dijmon, Hunasa as Vivo, Una Damon, 
as Leela and Clint Curtis as Billy. Okay, you did not mention that Trevor Goddard was uh, Kano in Mortal Kombat, you fuck. Is he Kano in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yes, he's Kano in Mortal Kombat. Oh. Music by Jerry Goldsmith. Cinematography by Howard Atherton. Second unit by... Kunde! There we go. Edited by Bob Boucher. Yeah. And John Wright. Distributed by Buena Vista. Pictures re- released January 30th, 1988. Runtime of 106 midgets. Budget $45 million, Grossed $11.2 million. Fucking oh. bomb. Ooh, that hurts. That hurts <laughs> a lot. That's a... Yeah. All right, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. I'm gonna drink this bang. Get all fucking hyped up. (laughs) (laughs) CJ, was that your uh, Hills Have Eyes cannibal voice? Yes. (laughs) Forever! Something here, sir. I've never seen anything like this. It's a malfunction, sir. When shit goes wrong, I see from. I don't know, sir, but whatever it is, it's. uh, That's what she said. Oh. The trailer's better than the movie. Yeah. Where the hell is everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Can be said for any movie, though. Screw that. They're dead in the water. I got a really bad feeling about this. What else has he been in? Get the hell out of here! He's been in a lot of shit. A lot. Like, a lot of TV stuff lately. Okay. I thought so. He looks so familiar. What the hell is that? Like, I don't know if you ever watched the show Everwood, but he was the dad on Everwood. He was, like, the main character. It was a good show. Oh, substitute. This is starting to freak me out, man. I love those movies. Who votes we leave? It's a little discharge. It'll be okay. That's a big ass thing in that discharge. Deep rising. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Wait a minute. Why that tagline in the trailer, Women and Children First? Why? It's Titanic. <laughs> yeah. oh. At the same time as Titanic. <laughs> That's why. Uh, when, they evacuated the, the, when they evacuated the Titanic, they said Women and Children First, you know, into the lifeboats. So they just kind of used that for this. Ah. Uh, Meaning women and children are going to get eaten first, I guess. Well, Although I didn't see enough. a single child on there. <laughs> I, didn't think I, see, I, I didn't see any children on the boat. Scuba Steve. Yes, sir. Read it off. Plot rundown. A band of ruthless hijackers sees the most luxurious cruise in the world, only to find that all the passengers have mysteriously disappeared. But they are not alone. Something terrifying is lurking just out of sight. Behind every deck and passageway, a deadly force from the unexplored depths depths of the ocean that begins to snatch the horrified intruders one by one. Trude Williams and sexy, 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 sexy Famke Jensen lead a group of survivors who must overcome incredible odds in their breathtaking battle to escape the doomed ship alive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was, this was a fun movie to watch. It was a very, it was very fun. fun. I mean, it's it's, it's dumb, but it's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from the, shit cgi mm. 
Would you guys like to hear from John? Yeah, yes. call him. his little vignette. Hey, what's up, Gorons? It's Big Johnny D. Just sending a quick little review for this week, seeing as I'm not here. Uh, and well, we are talking about what? 1998? Yes. 1998's Deep Rising. Wow. Let me just say, <laughs> thank you, Chad. I enjoy this movie. <laughs> it's not terrible, but it's not great by any means. And we have terrible CGI, which is probably like going to be the main talking <laughs> point of everybody poo-pooing on this movie. But it also rips off a fuck ton of other movies. And that leads to my question of the week, gentlemen. So how many movie references did you catch in this movie? Me personally, Star Wars, Aliens, Predator, Tremors, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Terminator 2, Ghostbusters, and King Kong. So I got eight. He missed the so thing. If you got any more, yes, on he that, did. Yeah. Let me know, Gorehounds. <laughs> Throw it out there if you caught any more. More than likely, there probably was. Going on from that, I would have to say, yo, douche of the movie, full out as Canton. I mean, <laughs> he acts motherfuckers in the head. Granted, they like, kill a bunch of innocents, but this dude literally was, he was okay with everybody dying still to get that insurance money. So fuck that dude. Uh, hottest chick, Fan K. Jensen, obviously, who doesn't love a delicious redhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, best dick, Treat Williams. <laughs> I'm going to wait that step for a second. Chad's probably the only one that got that. Okay. I didn't even hear. I was too busy like laughing. Bottom shelf, Han Solo. Like Han Solo, top <laughs> shelf. And you got fucking Lone Star from mid. <clears throat> Treat Williams right here. Nice. Yeah. Still good. Still, but you know, he's cheap and he works. <laughs> um, but no, all, all in all, uh, very enjoyable action horror and full out stunt show by the end of it. So, dude, Universal should have got on this shit, but maybe this movie probably tanked. I honestly didn't look at it. I'm sure it probably did. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to give it all around a 3.4. So, we'll see you next week, Gorehounds. Love you. There we go. Uh, right on, John. All right. He hit it on the head there, I would say. I like this film. I think that it was just absolutely crazy from start. What are we getting a lot of noise from? Somebody's gain is super high on their mic. <laughs> is it me? Is it me? I, I it's one. It, is it, is oh, it me? it's Chad. Here, let me mute Chad. See what happens. Welcome to the shit show, everybody. This is where. Uh, let's see who it is. Uh, is it me? I think it I might be Bobby. Me. Bob, can you turn yours down a little bit? Yeah, hold on. The sensitivity on your mic. I'm going to mute him. Okay, so uh, that should be a lot quieter now. Anyway, I love this film. Like Johnny said, it's it's something. Uh, (laughs) I the the monster killed it for me in a couple scenes, uh, only because of the way it looked, and it kind of takes away from uh, some of the. I don't know what would you say more scenes that relied on tension and stuff just for all to build up to that shitty looking thing. Uh, the, the quality in the way that I watched it was probably that of like 480p, maybe teetering on V like double taped over VHS quality type stuff. So, uh, I mean, I watched it that way. I mean, maybe that was better than in a clean version where you could probably see, see the CGI 
But I think story-wise, I think it was uh, pretty damn good. I love the setting of the ship. I love some of the interior shots of the hallways. And I like some of the creativity they did with uh, the kills. But other than that, I think a lot of it was just completely killed by the shitty CGI that honestly might have been hindered by the time that this film was made. I mean, I, I thought it was like you said, it was a good it was a good solid story. Um, there wasn't a lot of, oh, like loose ends, I guess you would say in the in the script itself. Um, the way I watched it. I guess, you know, you could tell the CGI was bad, but I pretty much watched it in like 340p or some shit like that. So it was it was very, very horrible the the way that I watched it. But the the CGI, I mean, you could tell it was bad CGI, but the way I watched it, it wasn't really that horrible looking. You know, it was like watching it on like a VHS tape or something. Um, the monster for me was kind of, eh, I have a lot of questions about the monster. Yep. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I, I liked it. It was a good, fun film. Um, I, I don't want to say it's like so, you know, really awesome, but it, it's a good, it's a fun watch. You know, if you've never seen the movie, it's a really fun watch. I'll agree with that as well. I actually found this on demand, so I got a good quality of it. I mean, whether you got a bad quality version of this film or a good quality, the CGI was just terrible. Yeah. And like you, Scuba Steve, that monster, I got a lot of questions as to what were they really trying to get as a look for this monster because it was yeah. so horrible. Even the con, well, like the tentacles were, were cool. I like that part, but at the end, like that was so not what I was expecting. Yeah, and then like, did the tentacles have eyes? How did it? How did it see? Was it sound? Like what? What the fuck? Like Like, those quick flashes when you're looking at them. Like, so how the fuck? Like, is it again? When John mentioned in his that we just watched the Tremors review, I was thinking of Tremors. I'm like, do they hear shit? Like, yeah, they look like graboids. Yeah, they did. Tentacles. that whole monster at the end, I was like, this looks nothing like what I envisioned when I was thinking of this movie. But it is a fun watch. It yeah. certainly is. So, I mean, would I go back and rewatch it just to actually get every single reference that John mentioned? I only picked up a few. I certainly would for that aspect because there were so many of them throughout this whole film. Steve? Well, uh, okay, Chad? I guess I, yeah, Chad hasn't gone yet. Chad? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, you guys are putting, hitting the nail pretty solid on the head as far as, yeah, the CGI is pretty shitty. And I don't understand. I've never understood the design of the monster. I mean, I've always had questions about it like you guys do. Like, I question the aesthetics of it is why do the tentacles have mouths and then the monster at the end has a big ass mouth? It never made any sense to me. If, the, if it was just the tentacles were just like these giant worms, which I think that's initially what they were going for. And then it kind of, it almost seems like they changed their mind at the end on the fly or something. I don't know what the point of that was. Well, yeah. I mean, and it, it kind of didn't make any sense because, you know, when, when Canton says, oh, they digest you or they drink you or whatever the fuck. Okay. Well, if he, if his main feeding source is the tentacles, why the fuck did it have to have another mouth? Yeah, I would have understood I would have understood like underneath like an octopus has or something. You know what I mean? But an actual like full face with the mouth. I just I don't know. I I I think they would have been better off with just going like his 
almost like an octopus head and not having a mouth or something yeah. like that. Yep. But yep. they might've thought that was too plain and just kind of changed the design, you know, at, in post-production. But, you know, as far as like the rest of the movie, I always enjoyed it, but I never understood why this Canton dude knew so much about the monster. Yes. That was like, one of my notes. He's, he's talking about these Otoya things. I'm like, what the fuck is an Otoya? I had to look it up and they're, they're not, they don't even exist. They're oh. a prehistoric thing. They don't, they, they don't currently live. Hmm. So I don't understand how he knew so much about these things that are extinct. They were extinct pretty much before well, the dinosaurs. Well, from looking at him, he looks like a heavy reader to me. I mean, I, yeah, he's a heavy reader. Also. And I never, I never thought about this. But if you want to kind of take the Lovecraftian kind of twist on, maybe he summoned this thing, like it's some kind of Dagon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind well, of. Well, I got a lot of you know because the the what was it called the Argonautica was the name of the big mm-hmm. ship, and then they said Hercules and a couple of other like you know mythology you know things from mythology so i thought maybe this would be like a mythological creature kind of like uh skiller charybdis or something like that that was at like the bottom of a whirlpool that would come up you know that's just kind of the take i took from it i love greek well, mythology what well, let's just why don't we just say it's the kraken then yeah i mean pretty much what is what it could have been you know it yeah. could have been the kraken that's they could have sh- went that angle Hulu. call a kraken well i mean i don't know i <laughs> It makes more sense than that that monster at the end looked like a turd. Okay. It looked like someone had a bad day, (laughs) ate something bad. This is what came out a very, very bad day. They had some really shitty store burritos or something. And why does everything that's so CGI always come off looking really fucking shiny? I I mean, I understand this thing comes out of the water and everything, but everything has like this uber reflective surface to it. Even yeah, even when you go back and think to the thing prequel we watched, mm-hmm, exactly, they were all shiny. Mm-hmm. You weren't they weren't wet. They weren't in the snow, especially if they were inside. You know, it's that glossy finish is kind of what kills it in terms of bad CGI. Then you know that even though there was much thought put into it, obviously that little detail, no matter what film you talk about, is like left out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel that this movie would have been a lot better had they used practical effects. I am so against CGI and like Photoshop stuff. Like I just it kills it for me. You know what I mean? Especially if it's not a good done Photoshop or CGI. It just kills the vibe of the movie for me. So anything, you know, th- there's no reason that those tentacles couldn't have been done CGI. I mean, maybe budget wise, you know, but. I think if it would have been done pr- as a practical effect, it would have been a lot scarier, you know, in, in some aspects. And they could have made it a little bit not so shiny. And if they were going to do shiny to try to give it like a gooey effect or something, just add more fucking goo. What I don't understand is they could have completely gone with uh, practical practical effects because they fucking had Rob Boutine doing the work. Yeah. I mean, he did the creature design and everything, and they could have just had him do some more practical effects, and that probably would have saved them a bunch of money in the end, too. Yeah. The way the creature moved through through the ship, I think, is... Uh, it would be really difficult I, to pull off with practical effects. I think a lot of it would be end up being reverse shots, honestly. Well, that part that part I'm fine with. It's the final result in the, in the, the end scene where yeah. it almost looks like they ran out of money. It's yeah, it's true. So... Yeah, but, you know, as far as yeah, we get the... great value Kraken, <laughs> and that's what we're gonna call it now. <laughs> great value Kraken. Great value Kraken. Great value is kind of holding that one a little high. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you got some of that Kraken? 
I still want to say though, aside from the shitty CGI, it is a pretty good movie. Yes. Not great, but I really enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed it. It's it's one so of those much old merit fun movies. In, there's so much merit in that final uh, sequence, and like, I mean, the stunt work alone, and then uh, the I, I love the whole boat loop thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just drags his fucking body all the way to the pilots just be like oh none of this works (laughs) and then in a panic push every button imaginable no no shoot every button oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh what the hell oh keep going this reminds him somebody save him that reminds me of the time he almost fell out of his chair on on this on the show (laughs) 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 we're good <laughs> yes. So one one thing that I did notice, uh, John, Johnny did say uh, the aliens rip off, of course, the splooge on the shoulder, you know, direct rip off. But I noticed a rip off from Alien 3. Did y'all notice that the uh, diving underwater, the underwater scene where they're going from one part of the ship to the next? You could also do the whole uh, that was our alien resurrection. resurrection, alien resurrection. Yeah, yeah, alien resurrection. The whole half, uh, the walking through with the gun, the half, yep. like the hip water yep. thing. That that's yeah. definitely a yeah. But yeah, Johnny definitely missed the thing reference with the uh, the tentacle under the floorboard, the floor beds. Yeah, yeah shooting up. up. Yep. I just remember looking at that going, yeah, I know where they got that from. There's no other film that has it. Yeah. Uh, but they share a common uh, bond there with uh, Kundi. And Kundi! So, like, the, the cinematographer used in this film is... Who is it? I think I looked it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's up Howard there. Atherton. What else did he do? I've actually never heard... It has to be a... Here we go. Oh, bad boys. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Fatal Attraction, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Wait, what? He did something for Paul. No, come on. What, what? do you do for Holy Grail? He's the uh, camera and electrical department. Huh. Yeah. I mean, he was a classic. Huh. Oh. Cla- uh. Oh, he also did Lassie. <laughs> yeah. We did timeless classics, guys. Over timeless and over classic. again. <laughs> <laughs> so can we do Lassie next week now in honor of this guy? Yes, yes. we should. Yeah. We will be doing Lassie. Lassie gets rabies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making that a fucking fan film. Let's I am making that, that fan film. Horror movie and come up with all these ridiculous reasons why. Uh, so this guy really was this was uh, Bad Boys was 95. So that's yeah. where the uh, translation for that awesome action sequence sh- uh, shot goes from. You know. It's you so go for bad boys to that, but there's a lot less uh, explosions in this one in lens flare. <laughs> a lot less Michael Bay too. Uh, anyway, who's gonna answer John's question? Oh, oh. What question? There's oh the uh, big well, question. Yeah. What was, what was John's the... question? Uh, his question was about all the different uh, references that he he may have oh, missed. Okay. Uh, and we kind of just went over that. Don't do that. Do should the movie then? Uh, you know, you guys, we didn't even do the behind the scenes stuff yet. Oh shit! Yep. Oh, we're, we're way off today. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. 
John's not here. I'm here. Uh, so, guys, uh, before I go into my first note, uh, I have a question for you. The end of the movie. What was on the island? I swear oh, to God, they, they, uh, it was a goddamn kaiju. Yeah, that was the island where all the kaiju's at. Yes. You guys I was waiting close. for Rodan to pop out of that volcano at any moment. You're actually almost dead on. That is actually Skull Island. Oh, fuck shit. No, shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, my first note, the island that the survivors became stranded on at the end of the film is more than a simple nod to King Kong and Skull Island. It was actually intended to be a lead into a King Kong reboot, which also would have been directed by Stephen Summers in the late 90s. An idea for a modern day Kong reboot began making its way through Hollywood pictures. It was to be a response to the rather poorly received Godzilla by TriStar Pictures, which released the same year. Whoa. So they basically wanted to kind of beat the whole Godzilla King Kong thing. But uh, that didn't really pan out. The idea was initially picked up and Summers was attached to the mummy. He expressed a strong interest in becoming involved with the project, but it eventually wound up in development hell and was passed on to other studios, eventually becoming the basis for the 2005 remake by Peter Jackson. Oh, fucking A. Real nice. quick, we do not talk about that 98 piece of shit Godzilla. The thing is, if it wasn't a Godzilla movie, it would have been a pretty good movie. But you can't pass it off as Godzilla. It's just not Godzilla. Not at all. I took that disc and threw it away. Like I, I don't need Oh this. my god! I it's like the soundtrack. It had a great yeah, soundtrack. Matthew Broderick is great in his role. <laughs> oh god, the girl playing his wife or girlfriend, or whatever, was so fucking annoying though. She was terrible. <laughs> she was horrible. Uh, continuing on, Claire Forlani was cast as Trillian St. James originally. She even started shooting, but walked out after just three days due to creative differences with the director Stephen Summers. Then the part went to Famke Jensen. Okay. The only other thing, the only other thing I can remember Claire Forlani being in was Mallrats. <laughs> like she's been in a lot of other shit, but that's like the only thing I've seen her in. True. Harrison Ford turned down the role of Finnegan. Then the production's budget went was downsized as a result. So if they would have got Harrison Ford, we probably would have had a much better monster at the end. Okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Famke Jansen was almost not cast in this movie because the producers felt she was too recognizable from Goldeneye. Oh, oh. But what a way, what a way to go in Goldeneye, though, huh? Oh, she always did enjoy a good squeeze. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie in so long. The oh, film went over a year in post-production because it took a while to figure out how to do the various special effects for the monsters. Mm. So there you go. They basically had no clue what they were doing. That's why it looks like, <laughs> like shit. The opening scenes with over 400 extras on the ocean liner were shot over the course of five days. Kevin J. O'Connor added the line where he asks if a person can suddenly get asthma. That was ad-libbed. Which was actually a pretty funny line, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Famke Jensen was irritated on her first day because everybody always wants her to look beautiful in character. She wanted to just look normal. But the director told her she could look however she wants when she's not the romantic lead in a movie. Oh, no. wow. Wow. Okay. They originally planned to film in Los Angeles, but the water water tank rental alone was going to cost 200000 So they decided to shoot in Vancouver instead. However, they built the water tank there. It burst and flooded and ended up costing them over $500,000. Damn. Huh. There's the budget. <laughs> That's why we get the shit monster. Yeah, you try and cut corners, it literally blows up in your face. Steven Summers began writing the script, which was then called Tentacle, when he worked at Hollywood Pictures in the mid-90s. Raw Botine handled creature design for the film, and while they didn't mention it, there's a hallway shot 
with the floorboards as the creature moves quickly underneath that was borrowed from the thing. Yep. This is the first of two collaborations between writer-director Stephen Summers and composer Jerry Goldsmith. The second was The Mummy. Kevin J. O'Connor wore pads for the scene where the mercenaries took turns beating the shit out of him. But at the end of the shooting day, he was ended up covered in bruises anyway. Ooh, assholes. <laughs> in the initial scene in the Argonautica Casino, there can be seen some old Italian banknotes, probably used to portray an exotic foreign currency. Their size is 2,000 lire and 1,000 lire. We, these were the smallest banknotes at the time, roughly equivalent to US $1.50. Oh, so it looks like it's a lot of money. It's about but a it's buck not. and a half. It's a <laughs> buck and a half. Boy, big spenders. <laughs> they spent all their money getting tickets for the boat. Oh, well, yeah. It was a horrible guess, business model. Definitely well, guess, underestimated the demand. I guess I guess, <laughs> I, I guess using the small Italian banknotes is kind of symbolic for how this movie ended up. Yeah. yeah. The bank will own this. I spent $480 <laughs> million. I underestimated market. Uh, this originally supposed to come out in May of 97, but they pushed it back for Con Air. Understandable. Con yeah. Air? Con shit. Sorry, I always use that anytime somebody mentions Con Air. I, I, it's, it's dumb, I know. Uh, the film originally opened with a much bigger underwater sequence that was still included well into post-production, but special effects delays cost nearly a year of extra time, and the sequence was dropped. The original visual, te- visual effects team couldn't figure out the animation, so they eventually brought ILM aboard, which should have been the first big monster movie hitting theaters in years, ended up riding a wave of smaller films like Anaconda, Mimic, and The Relic. The Relic? Real quick, it's actually... I love The Relic. It's a really good movie. It's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Mimic on the list! Mimic I wasn't too high on. I don't know. Now, Mimic can go fuck itself, but Relic, you fine, girl. Wow. Uh, what did, <laughs> show, me, show me on the doll where Mimic touched you, TJ. Uh, <laughs> Summers asked Rob Boutine for a rubberized piece of the creature that they could just toss into frame, and weeks went by with nothing until finally six crates arrived on set containing tubing for a cannon and tentacle pieces to fire. Neither Treat Williams nor Jansen was excited about having a cannon fired in their direction. (laughs) Cinematographer Howard Atherton told Summers he was having a lot of problems working with him and further explained that he normally derives most of his creative juices from his antagonism towards directors. He liked Summers too much to find that rage. Fair enough. Uh, one of the few films that has no heroes or her- heroines. Finnegan and his crew are hired by hired for villainous reasons. Trillian is a thief, and the mercenaries are simply mercenaries. Fair enough. That works. After shooting the scene at the beginning of the film with all of the extras, the first AD thanked the extras, then introduced Steven, Steven Summers to them. The extras were confused since they assumed the first AD was the director. In the Blu-ray commentary, Summers explains that if he were to give direction to any of the extras, they would get paid as actors according to the SAG rules. Wow. Holy shit. That's, that's, that's kind of dirty. That's, that's filthy. That's, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's funny, but that's wrong. Uh, Deep Rising was the second film Fomke Jansen and Kevin J. O'Connor starred in together. The first was Lord of Illusions. Talking about how Disney used to have Touchstone in Hollywood pictures, Summers commented that they now all they have is Star Wars and Marvel. Which is pretty much true. Yeah. Yep. 
until they recently bought Fox. Let's hope they don't fuck that up. Long turn to Disney franchise. Uh, Joey Panucci was originally killed by one of the sea monsters in an earlier cut of the film. However, after preview audiences expressed dissatisfaction about his death, a reshoot was done in which he's still alive at the end of the movie. Also, uh, this is the final thing. There are several allusions to the revelation that the monsters are actually the tentacles of a humongous octopoid monster, most notably Finnegan's speech about the octopus and the bottle. Yes. So See, there were kind of hints, but yeah, it would have made more sense even if even if this was just a big octopus. Yeah, it would have been way way better. Even though there's been plenty of octopus movies. Name it five octopus movies. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably name three. That's still plenty. <laughs> name five. <laughs> I still just can't understand why the tentacles had mouths and teeth and then the monster had a mouth. That just makes no sense. Yeah, and that that was the bit like the huge issue for me. Like, it, like we said, it would have been better if it just didn't have that extra mouth. You know, if they were already eating through the tentacles, why the fuck did it need a mouth just to make that growl or that yell that it did? Yeah, maybe. I mean, like they took a reference from a graboid, except the graboid had the mouth to be pulled into. The tentacles didn't eat them. They just grabbed them. So they like tried to somehow merge them together, yet it still didn't come out right. Yeah. Who knows? We will know. Who the I don't think knows? I don't think even the director knows anymore. No, I don't think there's any real logic that went behind any of this. So hey, before we continue on, uh, why don't we hear from some sponsors? Oh, pull them up. I pull them up. <laughs> ah, the one thing you weren't prepared for. No. That's why you did it, Chad? No, no, I didn't think I didn't realize he didn't have it pulled up. He had He's gotta else. keep him on his toes. Gotta keep I him do. on his toes. I do. Sponsors, here we go. Let's see if it works. I had to adjust. GNM ad sponsors. That's what it is. What? <laughs> there we are. Spooky things in horror movies. Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. Graveyard Classics. Horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Death Style Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at graveyardclassics.net. Come out now to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. <laughs> I love that that actually does kind of sound like Lance. <laughs> <laughs> 
Again, uh, we love Lance, Lance is we just the you. old dude from Cabin Fever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even remember where we were. Uh, douche of the movie. Yeah, douche of the movie. Um, I would have to say, who is the, uh, what the fuck is his name? Hanover. Yep, fuck that guy. Yeah, the asshole with the glasses. No, 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 that was... Wait. No, not Hanover. What the fuck's his name? I... Canton. Canton, yeah. Canton, yeah, Han- that's his name. Yeah, Hanover, Hanover was the head of the mercenaries. It was Canton. also douchey. Yeah, also douchey, but not to the level Canton. Well, he right. was mercenary douchey. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, mercenaries have to be douches, so it's expected, but Canton was a fucking douche. Like, Well, not only that, out of nowhere, he, he, he like, knows all this shit about this fucking, like, Oh, that's right. He plays uh, Chilton in Red Dragon, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he's the super douche. Canton, the douche, definitely. Yeah. Which brings us to the questions. Gentlemen, what format did you watch it, and how was the quality? On demand, burger quality, shitty CGI. I don't think think anybody's going to fix that. Steve and I uh, watched it uh, barely VHS. (laughs) Barely VHS. I watched mine on YouTube. Yep, same here. Oh, ah. I, I downloaded a 1080p version. I didn't feel like as soon as John told me that the CGI was garbage, I was like, I'm gonna watch this one in shitty quality and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way to do it, though. Yep. That's, it yep. that's how that's how me and Johnny watched um until dawn was on YouTube. I think that's how I watched or just before dawn, whatever it was. Yeah, just before dawn. Wrong version. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the waterfall version. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, favorite kill? Uh, toilet. Yep, toilet. I wrote that down. The toilet kill was my favorite. <laughs> it was a tie between that and the, the Asian pants. lady got sucked in the tie. The to the head. No, the melting. The guy who got. So oh, vomited out and he comes out, he's all fucking melting. That shit. wasn't bad, but that halfway was, uh that was probably better CGI than the monsters itself. That's well, why that whole hallway, dude. That whole like butthole hallway of poo. When he kind of like explains it that he poops out the skeletons, all that is in the hallway of poo. It's pink poo with skeletons. Poo poo. Uh, that hallway should have been a lot slipperier though. When they were walking through there, they should have been slipping all over the fucking place. I thought that too. Again, this movie really didn't uh, go f- go for effort in the uh, thinking and uh, explanation yeah. process of anything uh, involving the monster. This is that movie that it's that's like, like any Steven Summers movie, though. So I don't, I don't really. Mm-hmm. This is like that movie, like when you're at the, the Mummy's pretty explained pretty well. I mean, you have to with Imhotep of how he gets like brought back to life and how he yeah. regenerates. I mean, this movie reminds me of when you're at the store and you have all this shit in your hands, thinking you're going to steal it, and you go through those doorways. And it beeps off, but you get this from somebody. You're good. Now that's the team <laughs> up I'd like to see. Brendan Fraser's character from The Mummy with John Finnegan. See, they'd kick they kick some monster ass together. That's what they would do. They would. Yeah, Dude, but it would it would have been you, different time frames though. If you want to talk movie crossovers that should have happened, then you gotta talk uh, the golden child and uh big trouble in little China. Fuck yes, that would have oh, been yeah. amazing. That would have been the best movie ever. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, yes. uh, we all answered favorite kill. So, uh, best scene. 
Best scene would have to be the entire jet ski sequence. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't think I can argue with that. I have to agree. The I, way it was I, shot is... Yeah. That just made me want to get on a jet ski for no reason other than to try and right? fly through hallways. Dude, you don't need a reason to get a, get on a jet ski. This yeah. is just fun. I think for me... Uh, especially knowing now that it was supposed to be skull Island. I think that end scene was pretty dope. And I, I mean, for me, I mean, knowing that now that hell, that might've been King Kong rummaging through the damn trees, you know, I, I, that's my scene. I like it. Samuel Jackson. It's the jet ski motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did the opening scene hook you in? Yes, actually. I'll climb and sink your boy. <laughs> Oh, the mercenaries, yeah, on the boat. It it took a while for me, so I'm going to say no, it didn't catch me right off the bat, but... Why did I think the Australian did was Colin Farrell? Because you have a man crushed on Colin Farrell? This is true. My favorite (laughs) saying in the whole movie... Who uh, was it, by the way? What Finnegan's... The Australian was Kano. Kano. Oh, okay, Trevor Goodard. Scuba Steve or Chad, help me out here. What does he say, Finnegan, when it comes to money on the ship or something? If, it, if it's money we're doing or something. If the money is there, we do not care. That's it. That is my favorite line of this whole movie. If the money is there, we do not care. You know, that's basically 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> that's true. Bobby does live his life like that. <laughs> I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20, 20 bucks. bucks is 20 bucks. You should see what that man can do with 30 bucks and a whole pounder of a beer. Make it disappear, Ooh. guys. I'll have to show you one night. Buy more beer to pound more beer while I'm watching TV. <laughs> Visit our Patreon for an exclusive video. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> beer can Bobby. <laughs> oh. Coming soon to OnlyFans. <laughs> exclusive. Oh fuck. Exclusive. That brings us up to the next question. Best tits, hottest girl, best dick. Okay, so the hot lady would be the uh, principal from faculty. Mm. And then for best dick... Uh, Finnegan. Finnegan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Finnegan's pretty solid. At least he made me. Uh, <laughs> oh! You love that roguish Han Solo thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, right, you know, quick, totally get that I have vibe. to say this. He's totally got that Han Solo vibe. Oh, yeah. I swear Great to God, value Han Solo. When this movie ended, the first thing I said was, "He fucking better get laid because... It's funny that you say like, that right after we said John, uh, Harrison Ford was the first pick for this role. Yep. Like, he better. If not, that's terrible for him. Well, I mean, and then what other really other option is there? They thought there were the only two people left. Because at first I was like, really? Why the fuck would they kiss? But then, you know, okay, cool, whatever. But then they were going to be the only people on the fucking island. So, hell yeah. Harrison Ford would have done more than kiss. Oh, yeah. He'd have got his dick wet for sure. Balls. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) If we could recast, I would like Treat Williams to be Harrison Ford. And I'd like the the Tooch guy to be replaced with... uh, uh what the fuck is his name? Uh Polly Shore. 
I don't think Ford would have worked with Shore at all. I don't think it would have worked. I don't think so. I don't think so. That movie in the army. Imagine that last scene of of Polly Shore coming in on the fucking surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) The we you guys fucking live, please. (laughs) (laughs) Save some of that for the weasel. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I, can't. I like the dream casting that we do here. It's the great stuff. So the score, is this memorable on any level? I not really for me. Uh, no. I I don't remember any part of this score at all. I there, saw there a blue flash on song. Steve's screen. It was a ghost. I'm literally gonna make a hat. Batman overlay just to start like fucking clicking on Steve's streams real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. They're running production, Dude, just clicking yeah. fucking things, and Hatman just flashing on the screen real quick. No, I had a friend. Start questioning friend of mine. Sanity. She- she refused to watch the episode because it had to do with the hat man. Like she dead out fucking told me she's like, yeah. I love you, Scoobs, but I will not watch that episode because it has to do with the hat man. And all you're doing is giving him more power. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he Freddy Krueger? Gotta quit talking about him, bro. Summon my children now. So uh <laughs> we we can't really answer score. No. Can we go with song? I don't think so either. Uh, favorite character, no. boys. Finnegan. Like I just liked his attitude. Yeah. He was like, I'm here. I, I I like Joey. Yeah, Tooch. Yeah, I like him. Did TJ stroke out? TJ stroked out. He looked like. Uh oh. He was spanking him up. TJ. Boss. That, see, this is what he gets for talking shit That's about the hat man. The hat man yep. did that shit. The hat man oh, fucked him up. The hat man fucked you up. I'm okay. I just watched that. Movie. I watched that movie, The a Host. Doesn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna try to tickle your butthole. Ooh. <laughs> Can we go off with twenty? <laughs> Without asking permission first. But yeah, I like Tooch. Tooch was my favorite character. Just, I mean, he was goofy and he was the tech guy. And I mean, he was, I liked him. I mean, Finnegan was great, you know, but of course, I mean, he's the lead of the movie. So of course he's going to be, you know, this badass. But I like Tooch and I like the fact that he did survive at the end. I like, I liked him. I, I love comic relief. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, I'm red barring. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, I don't think it's my connection anyway. So, was it scary? No. No. Nah. I think the CGI prevented it from being. I mean, it had jump scare moments, but nothing that's like, that was just like, oh, you know, it didn't have any wow factor. Fair enough. Does it hold up today, guys? I have. I'm not. I'm gonna say no because of the CGI really dates it. I actually will agree and say no. I mean, I mean, will I? Would I watch it again? Yes, but does it hold up? No, no, not, not at all. Uh, CGI no, definitely not. Redo the Act- CGI. Acting. 
acting was good. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. Yeah, for for this movie, I would say the acting everybody did was well on par with what they needed to do. Every yeah. character played their role to what it needed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they made it believable, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything Oscar worthy, obviously. Yeah. If this movie won an Oscar, I would have probably killed myself. I'd be like, I don't. So with the question of cinematography, I'm going to go with absolutely only because both people behind the camera on this film knew what they were doing. The action sequences were done well uh, for obvious reasons that we stated before for both cinematographers present here. So, I mean, can't go wrong. Excellent. Uh, I'd say it was a little bit better than good enough. And I think it really shines in the third act when presented with – kind of like the amalgamation of the entire story all packed into that beautiful, beautiful action sequence. So, yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. I will say this movie, it, it they all obviously knew what they were doing, but it seemed like this movie was lit a little bright the whole way through. Well, it's a high-end uh, ship. True. But, uh, it's but not yeah. alien. Yeah, this is true. So yeah, I will I will agree with that. Yeah. All right. I don't really have much to say. On this. this is like if you took Poseidon in that movie Underwater and then just fucking beat the shit out they, of it. And then those two fucked, and then it came out with this. Yeah. So should we watch Underwater at some point? I heard that. Uh, what, what's that actress's name? Uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I heard she actually acts in this one. So oh, wow. I'm excited she has to see it. Facial expression? Yeah, facial expressions. Nice. Very, 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 very rare stuff. Premise, boys. I mean, if you like the last six films that we did with this premise, you're going to love this one even more. <laughs> yep. This one takes all the fun parts of the of those previous six and just mashes them all together. Yeah. I also think, remove I think Robocop. I, yeah. So, I yeah, I did like this premise. So, yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a Ghostbuster in one, too, didn't we? Uh, yeah, Winston. Yeah, Winston was in one of them. Wasn't, in, um, wasn't it the second one we did? Yeah. He, he was in the same one with Robocop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they all blend together, Chad. They all blend together, man. Ugh. So, recycle, rewind, or remake? I want to say remake. I, would I say can get behind that. Yeah, remake, better, better graphics, mm-hmm. better practical effect. Yeah. Yeah, remake, yeah. definitely. I think that this story could translate to modern day extremely well. It's seeing like seeing like the reasoning it happens and then like the computer virus that shuts down everything. And then it'd just be like a wrong time, wrong place type of thing. And then for it to end up at Skull Island, especially seeing where uh, like cinema is right now, especially with the, the current Godzilla King Kong uh, cinematic universe. I mean, th- this film could absolutely benefit from a remake in modern day. Yeah, agreed. You know what you could do then? Make this monster Biolante. Ah. Eh, I don't know about that. Just, just let me have my moment. Just let me have my moment. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater is fucking trash, Brody says. Okay. So, guys, rating. Uh, 3.0. 3 for the handsome Italian scuba Steve. I'm going to go 3.0 as well. Chadwick, I'm going to give a three and a half. I'm going to give it a 3.25. That has a gore and more score of 3.2. Ah, there's my pen. And what was Johnny's was what? 3.4? 3.4. 3.4. 
3.4. Yeah. Oh, so it's not far off at all. Mm-mm. So that would, that would take up to maybe 3.3, but we'll just stick with, you know, I'll make it 3.25. Okay. I think, Split yeah, it down the, that's, I think that's perfect for this. That's a pretty decent score for this. Yeah, uh, I, I would yeah. say it's actually very fair for this. It's a it's very, very fair story. score for this movie. So the next couple of films that we have, uh, we're going to return back to, to normal show format here with uh, John coming back, and then we'll have Brody and Steve coming on with the calls and stuff. So the, over the next couple episodes, what do we got, Chad? What, what can we, uh, the listeners? Uh, next week is Night School. Night School, okay. That's a Jalo classic. Followed by the next of our uh, sequel-itis, Halloween 2. Perfect. They Live. Perfect. Perfect. Near Dark. Perfect. Prince of Darkness. We just got banger after banger, people. Then we kind of take a dip down and uh, we do Blood Hook. We'll be okay. And then we finish out the rest of our picks... Uh, going into Chris, our Christmas themed. Uh, I'm not sure what we're gonna do there, but the last one I have on my list is In the Mouth of Madness. I fucking Perfect. love that movie. That was a, yeah, I put that one in there because I'm like, that's such a weird movie, but it's mm-hmm. such a movie. yeah. And because of that, and because I picked, uh, we did the thing earlier. That's why I threw in Prince of Darkness to complete the trilogy. And yeah. I threw in They Live, and then talk about working perfectly in political realm. That's why I put it this far back. Yeah. Because that's that's coming election days. It's the, it, we have it. It's the third, and we have it for, we're doing this the second. Oh, night talk, school has night. all the makings of a Jallo classic that takes place and well, not takes place, but that was made in 1987. And it's it's an American film that's presented in a way that makes it look in Jallo. I mean, the story, the look, the killer, the, the ladies, everything is just so much 70s Italian films. Uh, so I think you guys will like it. I think Chad will love it, and I think oh, that, I have uh, no doubt. These kills are really going to stand out. Uh, Bobby's going to love the knife. And I think that you guys are going to super dig uh, some of the very unique scenes in this film. I, I own it uh, on Blu-ray. It's one of the first films I picked up. Just caught my eye, especially uh, seeing the, how much I liked uh, Strip Nude for Your Killer. The uh, killers in both these, the uh, night school in that film, have a very similar look. Uh, very similar tone as well, so Hope you guys like it, and I can't wait to talk about it because it's not very often I, I get to talk about uh, those types of films on here, those uh, Jallo-type films. So, so guys, I, I can't help but notice we have seven films left before December. Four of them are Carpenter films. Yeah. Yes, they are. It's a can't go wrong. Big Carpenter year. Do we have anything planned for year three of the sequel yet, or is that still open? Oh, we can leave it up in the air. There's some that I've if we can skip some, I'd, I'd prefer that because not all the sequels are good. You can pick and choose. But we still we still need a solid... Oh, wait, we did... Ah, oh, shit. I'll have to write those down. I completely forgot. We did make our picks for December. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we discussed it in the chat. Yep. Oh, shit. I took a yeah, screenshot. But... I took a screenshot of it. I just got to find it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got some pretty solid Christmas stuff. Yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> Exactly. Not really any new horror news really for us to discuss due to the fact that Corona's kind of shut down Hollywood and delayed every film release until further notice. So we're yes, kind of just aside from the announcement today that they're making a 4K Prince of Darkness yeah. for yeah. January, I think mm-hmm. is when it's supposed to come out. Well, we we do have a fan film coming out tomorrow. 
Oh yeah, uh, never hike in the snow comes out tomorrow. Yes, sir. Oh, Shout out to Vincent DeSani, friend of the show and Project Louder. Can't wait to see that. And uh, there will be a review up tomorrow. I will assign one of the boys. First come, first serve. Put it out. Woo! Get the clicks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. What do we got? Okay. Awesome. So, guys, I think that that's it for the show. A little shorter show this week, but we will be back next week. Full swing with a longer episode for all of you uh, crazy cats. All right. Kittens out there. But until next time, this is your host with the most TJ Bowser signing off. This is your dark lord of knowledge, uh, Chad Christman, saying, I'll see you next time, bitches. And this is your host with the ghosts. Be sure to catch me on Somewhat Supernatural, Scuba Fucking Steve. Well, this is your killing machine, Bobby Amon, saying, I'll kill you all later.